It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. You are locked on Cougars, and we are your daily source for all things BYU news, notes, insider knowledge, and opinion. I'm Jay Catch, your host here on the podcast. Coming up on today's show, we're talking about Rivalry Week. Both Kalani Sitake and Kyle Whittingham, the head coaches of BYU and Utah respectively, spoke to the media yesterday, had some comments on the Rivalry game that will be played this Saturday. We'll play those for you here in this first segment. The second segment, we need to talk a little bit about BYU and bowl eligibility. I did some research last night on which bowl games BYU could potentially end up in and where experts are projecting they'll go as a free agent of sorts this year. We'll talk about that in the second segment. And then finally, we'll catch you up on former Cougars and the pros and how they performed over the weekend, particularly in the NFL with that season ongoing. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Sling TV. We'll tell you about them here in a little bit. Also want to let you know that the podcast is available pretty much everywhere podcasts can be found. Apple Podcasts, Google Play Store, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, essentially every major podcatcher that you may use, you can find Locked on Cougars. And if you do utilize a smart speaker, just tell it, hey, play podcast Locked on Cougars. You can find us there as well. Thanks again for the support of the podcast. And without further ado, let's get going. This is Locked on Cougars for November 20th, 2018. It's really competitive, and I think there's a lot of people that care about it. We definitely do, and this is an important game to me, important game to our coaches, our, our administration, our fans especially, and our players are excited for this game. I love the feeling that we're in right now and building some momentum, and so I'm excited for this game. Go to the right circles and, and have, a, have a great one Saturday night. There you go, Kalani Satake. He says that this game is important to BYU. It's a, He's excited for this game. He says it's important to everybody in the BYU football program. I know this game is extremely important to BYU fans. Those of you listening to this podcast, I've had a lot of interaction with fans over the years, and particularly this year with this game returning to the final game of the regular season for the first time since 2010. I think there's an added, I guess, juice almost about this game, uh, especially from the BYU side of things. I know Utah has clinched the Pac-12 South Division title. They have their sights set on the Pac-12 championship game the week following this game next week, but... I know up at Utah that this rivalry game means a lot to them as well. They do not want to cede control of this rivalry back to the Cougars. They've won seven straight, so I know that Kyle Whittingham and his team are taking this game extremely seriously. 
the question came up during Kyle Whittingham's press conference yesterday, and it was asked by a guy I work with, David James. I produce DJ and PK in the morning, the top-rated morning sports radio show for 17 years here in the state of Utah. I work with DJ on a daily basis, and he asked Kyle Whittingham a question about if Kyle Whittingham should consider sitting his star players for this game against BYU and keep them healthy for the Pac-12 championship game. Led to an interesting exchange, so here you go. Here's Kyle Whittingham with David James yesterday during Utah's weekly press conference. The payoff is so big for winning the conference title game. Is there any thought to sitting guys either to get them healthy, healthy, keep them healthy, avoid targeting suspensions, all of that stuff? Yeah, what would you do? doesn't matter what I would do, Kyle. Oh, it doesn't? Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, well, you know, that's a, that's a philosophical question. And, uh, you know, I've heard, you know, several people say, you know, that uh, you should do whatever you can to, to maximize your chances for the for the championship game. But that's, you know, that's not our approach. Our approach is one game at a time. And we're not looking past this game, just like we wouldn't look past it if it was anybody else on the schedule. Uh, you know, as far as, um, you know, that strategy, I mean, I don't know what to say other than, yeah, I guess an analogy, you know, thoroughbred horses, you know, they love to run. I mean, they're, that's what they do. They're, they're born to run and they're born to, to, and that's, you know, what they enjoy. And our players are warriors and they're born to compete and they want to play and they want to get out there and go to battle with each other. And I don't know how you sell that to your players saying, hey, we're going to sit everybody and, and not let you have a chance to finish the season, particularly the seniors. And that's a tough sell. And so even though there are definite pros and cons on both sides of the argument and, and uh, it's a legitimate question, I just don't know how you... You know, with the mentality of our players, how you do that. There you go. David James talking with Kyle Whittingham yesterday. And he said, yeah, the mentality of players, you can't just say, hey, kids, we're going to take a week off and get ready for the Pac-12 championship game. It's my opinion. I think Kyle's got the same opinion as I do that you shouldn't treat this game any different than you've treated your other games this year because it would throw the players off. They've been into such a routine. It's 12 games into the season, and it can get you ready for a game next week. It just keeps you sharp as you get ready to face potentially Washington or Washington State in that Pac-12 championship game. I know Kyle Whittingham and other coaches up there at the University of Utah, like I mentioned previously, see this game as extremely important. They do not want BYU to have control of the rivalry, and they will do everything within their power to win this game and maintain dominance in the rivalry, make it eight straight games if they can. Uh, BYU, back to Kalani Satake yesterday, he talked about how important this game is, and he called it the biggest game for BYU, but then added a small qualifier onto it. So here's Kalani Satake on how big this Utah game is for the Cougars. I've been a fan of, in this rivalry. I, I, I played in it, played against my older brother who was at Utah when I was here at BYU and coached in it on both sides. And so I think there's a lot of experience that comes in into that, playing into it and, and handling the emotions. But yeah, this is it's just not another game. You know, I think this is the, the most important game of our of our season right now. And that's our approach. And I think it, it, it adds a lot of expectations, but a lot of pressure on our players. And I'm okay with it. Oh, coach speak. I love it. This is the biggest game we have this week. <laughs> just kind of funny to hear Kalani Satake. You can, I could kind of see his eyes working, his brain working, in essence, yesterday when he's making those comments, and you see him think, hold on, I can't say this is the biggest game because that'll just that'll fire up the rivalry chatter. It'll give bulletin board material. And then he adds the qualifier this week. 
I do know that this BYU team sees this Utah game as their biggest opponent, and Utah sees them essentially the same way. They are rivals. They've been associated for nearly 100 years, over 100 years if if you really look at it, and they want to see this rivalry um, get back to being more of a balanced rivalry. Utah's won seven straight. BYU cannot seem to get over the hump. And I know the Cougars, it would mean a lot to them, especially to the coaching staff, to avoid going 0-3 against their stated three biggest rivals, being Utah State, Boise State, and Utah. They're already lost to the Broncos and the Aggies earlier in the year. Can they salvage at least one of the rivalry games this weekend? As I've said previously, I'm not picking the Cougars until they prove they can do it. Uh, Call me a, I guess, I don't know, a hater, whatever you want to call me. I will not pick them until they prove they can win this game. I do believe BYU's got a shot in this game. I feel like the defense is playing well, but the loss of Corbin Kafusi is a massive blow to this BYU defense. It'll be more incumbent upon if BYU's offense can score points in this game to give themselves a chance because I expect Utah to score points and BYU is going to have to match them and outscore them ultimately to win this game. That's easy to say, but I just see it that way. I This is the biggest test BYU's faced in well over a month in my mind. Utah's a Power 5 team. They recruited a Power 5 level. They recruit high-level athletes, and the Cougars have their work cut out for them and I will not be picking the Cougars to win this game until they prove they can win it the games have been close BYU's been within a touchdown in multiple games over during the seven game losing streak but they haven't been able to get it done and get a W in the win column uh, one final note here from Kalani Sitake, and we'll be playing clips of this throughout the week. Also, interviews from players and coaches. Going to be down at BYU once again today, hoping to catch up with some players there. But one more comment from Kalani Sitake yesterday was that he talked about the fact that BYU going on the road, they've played relatively well this year on the road. And he also adds, the, adds that he is actually embracing the underdog status BYU has as currently, well, it opened up as a 13.5. Um, point uh, underdog for the Cougars, minus 13.5 for the Utes. According to the Las Vegas Sportsbooks, I actually expect that number to grow throughout the week, and we'll keep you updated on it. But here's Kalani Sitake talking about his team embracing the underdog role. I'm not sure. I don't know if it comes down to preferring to be on the road or at home and all that. I think our guys like playing football and they love being around each other. And so we're excited that we get to extend the season one more game, you know, but really excited for this challenge. You know, not a lot of people are picking us to win. That's, that's, that's okay. I don't mind being in this position. So we'll see what happens. There you go, Kalani Sitake. And he he's right. You've got to embrace this underdog role. People don't expect you to win this game. The Las Vegas sports books, they actually usually rate this game as a pretty close game, but they're projecting it as essentially a blowout, giving Utah almost a two touchdown advantage when the sports books open the lines. Like I said, I would actually expect that number to grow throughout the week. I think betters are going to take the money, put it on Utah, and you'll see that number rise throughout the week. But I could be wrong. We'll keep we'll keep you updated on that. But this is going to be an interesting game this week. There's a lot at stake for the Cougars, and they've got to make sure that they're ready to go. All right, coming up next, we'll step away from the rivalry chatter for a segment. We'll talk about BYU and bowl potential 
games where they could end up playing this December. And we'll update you on which games currently are projected to have openings with conferences not filling those slots and which ones BYU could potentially fill in once bowl season is set here in a week or so. All right, that's coming up next. We'll tell you more about that. Also, need to tell you about our good friends at Sling TV. They are your best bet when you want to watch college football. For just $30 a month, you also can get all of the college basketball you can handle as we transition over to basketball season as well. You can get ESPN Networks, the Pac-12 Network, SEC Network, and more for just $30 a month with Sling TV. Sling TV allows you to stream it on your big screen and also take it with you on all of your mobile devices. There are no useless channels. You pick the channels you want to pay for. No long-term contracts with Sling TV. No hidden fees. You know exactly what you're paying right up front. That $30 number that I just mentioned, that's exactly what you pay. You pay $30. You can cancel at any time as well with Sling TV with no penalties whatsoever. Locked on Cougars listeners, you can get a special seven-day free trial by going to slingit.com slash locked on and give it a shot and see if it's the right option for you. Sling.com slash locked on seven-day free trial. Check it out. See if Sling TV is the right option when it comes to getting all the sports coverage you can handle. Once again, sling.com slash locked on. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Welcome back to Locked On Cougars. We are your daily source for all things BYU news, notes, opinion, and everything else you can handle. Um, BYU football is going to be playing in a bowl game. They became bowl eligible with their sixth win over New Mexico State. They're going for a seventh win this weekend against Utah, but the good news is the Cougars allowed just a one-year dip out of bowl eligibility with that 4-9 record in 2017. They are back in the postseason, which is a big accomplishment for this Cougars team. And I get it. They're only 6-6. There is going to be some resentment, some, I guess, apathy when it comes to BYU. But the good news is they're expected to be in the postseason. Kalani Satake was asked by Jay Drew yesterday about bowl eligibility bowl eligibility for the Cougars and what their status is in terms of bowls currently. And here was what Kalani Satake had to say. You'll hear the full question and the answer from Kalani Satake. Six wins is bowl eligible, but is that a guarantee that you will go to a bowl game? Oh, I don't know. The Nothing's a guarantee game. yet because I haven't. We haven't received an invitation. So yeah, it'd, it'd help to have seven wins. That'd be really good. So mm-hmm. let's try to get a guarantee this weekend. Yeah, that'll help. Let's get a seventh win. That would help. That would add some juice to BYU as a seven and five team versus being a six and six team heading into bowl season. Because as a six and six team, you lose your bowl game, you have a losing record. You're six and seven, so a little bit of a damper there. But if you're seven and five, at worst, you're still seven and six. So BYU 
is going to be in the bowl season, and I had a chance to kind of go through bowl games. I looked at multiple bowl projections, Jerry Palm, uh, Mitch Sherman, and one of his guys at ESPN. I saw the athletics bowl projections, and BYU is kind of all over the place. The, the big, most mentioned game is the first responder bowl in Dallas, Texas, which used to be known as the Zaxby's Heart of Dallas Bowl. Utah played in that game a year ago. It's the day after Christmas. I mentioned that previously as a game that BYU could end up in as a projection. Uh, it's an early game, 11.30 a.m. Mountain Time there in Dallas on December 26th. We make it a little tougher for BYU to get to those games. But there are other games that currently have uh, openings that are projected. So these are not for sure because most bowl games, there's very few that have a at-large bid built in as the main attraction. They all usually are contracted with either a school, speaking of BYU, which was supposed to be in the Poinsettia Bowl this year before that bowl game folded, or they're contracted with a conference. So let's run down some of these bowl games that BYU could end up in. And we'll give you the dates and where they're being played at. The first one I saw is the Birmingham Bowl. It's currently contracted to host the American Conference versus an SEC opponent in Birmingham, Alabama on December 22nd. Uh, The American looks like it will fill that slot, but the SEC slot is currently projected as being open. That's one BYU could end up in. I know the Cougars preferably, if if they could pick where they went, which they can't because ESPN and the other parties that be will help determine where they end up. I actually think the Cougars would prefer to play in a post-Christmas bowl game. It allows them to get all of their finals done with, have those extra practices, also get through the early signing period and be done with it. So this game in Birmingham would be a little different being just before Christmas. Another one that's open before Christmas as well as the Armed Forces Bowl. It's contracted between the American and the Big 12 Conference. BYU has played in this game previously. Is the famous red alert play, the fake spike that uh, Riley Nelson tossed Cody Hoffman to win that game against Tulsa. A fun game. That one's scheduled for December 22nd in Fort Worth, Texas. But all projections say that Army, a fellow independent, is expected to go to that game, barring anything crazy, likely to face a team like SMU out of the American. So I, I would expect that the Armed Forces Bowl is the least likely of the currently projected open bowl bowl slots that BYU gets. Other bowl games BYU could end up in is the Quick Lane Bowl, which is the day after Christmas, just like the first responder bowl we just talked about. Uh, That one is pitting the ACC versus the Big Ten. Currently, the ACC looking like they'll fill their slot, but the Big Ten currently does not have enough bowl-eligible teams to fill all their slots. So that would be in Detroit, Michigan, played at Ford Field. I know that a lot of people remember the Motor City Bowl, Leighton Lavelle Edwards' tenure at BYU. You, Norm Chow, who comes on with David James and Patrick Kinahan on the Zone Sports Network here in Salt Lake City, talked about how cold and miserable that game was when BYU did play there. So I think BYU fans would prefer a warmer climate. But Dallas, Texas, in the first responder bowl, if you saw Utah a year ago, it was freezing wet. So it's not necessarily guaranteed you would get a warm weather destination going to Dallas. So those are the two games of the day after Christmas that have open 
slots. Another one that's the day after that is the Independence Bowl, which is being played in Shreveport, Louisiana. It's contracted to feature the ACC versus the SEC. Currently, like I said, the ACC is projected to fill all their bowl slots, but the SEC is not. So you could be in Shreveport, Louisiana. Uh, it wouldn't be a bad destination. December 27th gives you a chance if you're a BYU fan to maybe travel the day after Christmas versus having to travel on Christmas or Christmas Eve to get to Dallas or Detroit for games that are the day after Christmas or trying to really rush yourself the day of to get to a bowl game. And then the final game that's currently projected to be open, and Jerry Palm, was, this is the first time I've seen BYU mentioned in this bowl game, and it's actually not an ESPN um, contracted game where ESPN doesn't control it, is the Red Box Bowl. Formerly the San Francisco Bowl was the Fight Craft Fight Hunger Bowl. BYU played in that game against Washington a while back, lost to an interim coach, Marcus Tuiasasopo, in that game. But that game is currently scheduled for December 31st in Santa Clara, California at Levi's Stadium. It's uh, projected to it's contracted to feature the Big Ten versus the Pac-12, but as we said, the Big Ten currently not enough teams to fill their bowl slots. So Jerry Palm actually projecting the Cougars to face Oregon in that game on December 31st. I think that would be a fun game for BYU. It would get you into the very latter part of the bowl season, get some eyes on it. It's game played on Big Fox, so it would be a great platform for BYU and also to face off against a Power 5 opponent in Oregon would be awesome for the Cougars. So there you go. Some of the bowl games that BYU could be headed to that currently are projected to have openings. Just just to recap real quick, the Birmingham Bowl on December 22nd, Armed Forces Bowl also on December 22nd, but Army likely to go to that game. The First Responder and Quick Lane Bowls both scheduled for December 26th, the Independence Bowl on December 27th, and the Red Box Bowl December 31st. We'll keep you updated with any news or rumors that come out about bowl games as we get closer but wanted to let you know some of the bowl games that BYU could end up in and where they're at let me know what you think which game would you like to see BYU play in which opponents would you like to see him play do you prefer playing a P5 opponent or do you care who you play at all let me know locked on Cougars is the Twitter handle my personal Twitter feed is at Jacob C Hatch you also can follow the show on Facebook at locked on Cougars there as well All right, we'll come back in a minute. We'll let you know what's going on with former Cougars and the pros and how they're doing in the NFL over this past weekend with week, I believe, week 12. No, week 11 of the NFL, week 12 coming up. So we'll let you know how week 11 of the NFL for former Cougars and the pros went. Coming up next right here on Locked on Cougars. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. As we 
close out today's show. It is the Tuesday staple as we close out every Tuesday show, catching up on former Cougars and the pros, in particular guys in the NFL. Uh, a lot of guys on buys this weekend in terms of former BYU players. Fred Warner from the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, he was at the BYU game on Saturday. The Niners were on a bye this week. They'll be back in action this coming week. Kyle Van Noy and the New England Patriots also on a bye, as well as John Denny and the Miami Dolphins. So we'll see all three of those gentlemen re-enter the conversation next week, hopefully, with good games. But other players were in action over the weekend. We'll start off with one of the feel-good stories if you're a BYU BYU fan is Michael Davis benched at the end of his BYU career but he started once again at cornerback for the Los Angeles Chargers they did suffer a tough uh, 23-22 loss to snap a six game winning streak he had two solo tackles in the loss including a play that stopped a first down on third and five also got a pass breakup he played all 56 defensive snaps for the Chargers in the game also eight on, eight on special teams it's been awesome to see Michael Davis's rise for the Chargers, especially considering where he came from at BYU. I've talked with multiple media members who have made the same comment to me, like, how incredible is it that he's doing what he's doing? And it's, it is really cool to see. A guy that's on the rise is Michael Davis, but a guy that's on the decline, which is unfortunate, is Jamal Williams, a running back for the Green Bay Packers. They lost 27-24 to to the Seahawks in their game this past week, and Jamal did not get much action at all. Aaron Jones, his backfield running mate, is really taking over the running back position with the trade of Ty Montgomery, and Jamal's kind of been relegated to just backup duties, which is unfortunate to see, but he had one carry for five yards, playing four offensive snaps and six on special teams in the loss to the Seahawks. Um, Here's hoping that things turn around for Jamal as the stretch run of the season comes about. But with Aaron Jones playing as well as he is, if you're a fantasy football player, you know what I'm talking about. Going to be tough for Jamal Williams to really crack uh, that lineup and really start to garner more attention unless he really starts to do something or an injury, heaven forbid, happens for the Packers. Taysom Hill, part of the Saints 48-7 route of the defending Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles. He was one of two passing for 10 yards, carried the ball three times for four yards, also was targeted on a pass play, returned a punt for zero yards, had a solo tackle on special teams, and played 13 offensive snaps and 19 snaps on special teams, and once again, like we normally say, and a partridge in a pear tree. Taysom Hill is a Swiss Army knife for the Saints. Interesting to not see him return a kick this week, but he does everything for this team. The coaches put him in situations to succeed. And it's cool to see. It's great to see Taysom continuing to carve out a career for himself. We'll see if he ultimately ends up as a quarterback at some point, but at the very minimum, he's going to make money in the NFL simply due to his ability to play multiple positions. He's getting starts as a tight end, wide receiver, running back. He's starting all over the field, so it's cool to see. Ziggy Ansah back in action once again for the Detroit Lions. They beat the Panthers 20-19 after Cam Newton's two-point conversion fell short. Ziggy still working himself back into full game shape. Played 25 defensive snaps in this game, but did have a a big play. He got a nine-yard sack on a third down play to force a punt. Also added two tackles, one of them solo, and two quarterback hurries in that limited action. So good to see Ziggy kind of rounding back into form 
as he gets ready for the stretch run here. Missed a lot of games early in the season. He's on a franchise tag, essentially a contract year for Ziggy, and it's good to see him producing, albeit in limited snaps. Hopefully he's able to put out a full game performance here in the near future and really get some game film in terms of what it could mean for him in the future with a new contract. Finally, absolutely incredible game last night on Monday Night Football. The Los Angeles Rams beating the Kansas City Chiefs 54-51. I felt like I was watching a Big 12 football game. It was cool to see the NFL starting to embrace some of the collegiate aspects of college football uh, and I'm glad the NFL is not being all hobnob, snobby, snobby about all this. And Daniel Sorensen playing once again after coming back off injured reserve, had two solo tackles for the Chiefs in their loss to the Los Angeles Rams. He was a team captain last night for the Chiefs in the game. So good to see Daniel Sorensen continuing to play well coming back off that injury. But an absolutely phenomenal game played between the Rams and the Kansas City Chiefs. I think a lot of NFL fans fans kind of sat up and were like, hey, this is kind of fun. And I think that it might cause them to say, hey, maybe we should embrace more of the college aspect of the college football aspect of things. But who knows? Maybe maybe me being a college football fan, I just wanted to stay in college. But it was cool to see at least for one night, two teams who have embraced wide open offenses uh, play well. And it's not to say there was no defense in this game. There were multiple defensive touchdowns. Patrick Mahomes, the quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs, five touch, no, six touchdown passes, five turnovers, three of them interceptions. So there was plenty to plenty to correct in that game, but there was plenty of defense as well. It just was offense run at a collegiate style, but with the elite of the elite athletes. It's it's incredible to see when you have the best of the best running some of these concepts we have seen for years in college football, and it was fun to see last night. All right, there you go. That is the show for today. We'll be back tomorrow, continuing to get you ready for the Holy War, the Deseret First Duel, whatever you want to call the rivalry game between BYU and Utah. We'll be getting you ready for it. We're going to do an interesting show on Thursday if I can get enough responses. It's going to be dependent on you, the listeners, if we're going to do this. Uh, Thursday is kind of an optional day for us here on the Locked On Podcast Network with the Thanksgiving holiday. But I might do a special edition if I get enough responses to the question, what are you grateful for with regards to BYU sports, BYU football, BYU athletics? Let me know what you think. Hit me up on Twitter. Drop me a note at Jacob C. Hatch or at our show Twitter feed, Locked on Cougars. You're also going to drop us a note on the Facebook page for the show, Locked on Cougars there, or email me, LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. If we get enough responses, we'll do a special edition, a Thanksgiving edition, what you're thankful for when it comes to BYU sports and the like on the Locked on Cougars podcast. Let me know what you think. We'll be looking forward to doing that, but we'll be back tomorrow keeping you up update and all the latest news and notes out of BYU should be a fun week. I always love rivalry week. I know some fans uh, don't necessarily love it in terms of the vitriol on social media, but I embrace it. I love this rivalry. It's a lot of fun. We'll be breaking it down for you. That's been the show for today. Brought to you by our good friends once again at sling.com. It's not sling, sling TV. You can go to sling.com slash locked on and get a seven day free trial. See if sling TV might be the right option for your television needs. More tomorrow. This has been locked on Cougars for November 20th, 2018.
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.